Welcome to Cash Call. Listen live as expert sales trainers give actionable feedback on real calls while you learn coaching tips directly from the professionals. All right, everybody. Cash Call back again this week. Dale Archdeacon and Brian Curtis. Um, so we're live on Facebook now. And since I'm streaming to my Facebook, I want to make a shameless plug for our upcoming Survive and Thrive event on February 8th if you're in the Philly region. Or at least, what, what do you think, maybe an hour's drive, hour and a half drive, maybe a two-hour drive if you're really squirrely? Yeah, I'd drive two hours to see you. Oh, you, Brian, <laughs> keep going. You would drive six hours. Uh, so at a minimum. If, if you're within a drive of Philly on February 8th, we've got an amazing three-hour action-packed panel training. I'll be doing live training uh, to the crowd. We're going to have 150 to 200 people there. We have a keynote speaker and our early bird special pricing ends this Friday, the 26th at midnight. So, and you know what? Also, Brian, I'm going to go, I'm going after this, when we get done here, I'm taking the train to New York. So I'm going to be up there for nice. Yeah. Inman. Uh, so if anybody's at Inman, come say hi. Uh, at least you can catch me at LobbyCon at the Hyatt. I think it's a Hyatt. No, <laughs> LobbyCon. Yeah, that's really what it is, isn't it? <laughs> LobbyCon, right? Yeah. So <laughs> I'll be there. Come say hi if you're going to be there or comment below wherever you see this if you're going to be around. Yeah. So go ahead, Brian. Brian, you were what, what were you dreaming about, Brian, just now? I was just dreaming about you riding on a train, going to New York, getting ready for Inman. I, I'm a... <laughs> I'm highly medicated at the moment for those of you. So I'll ask for permission if I say something dumb or zone out. Uh, I was telling Dale in the green room, I am under the weather is a nice way to put it. So uh, I may have just been stoned there no, legally. <laughs> this, this is a cup of Theraflu that I've been drinking on. So this is coffee. This is Theraflu. I'm two-fisted today. Maybe, so. maybe we should get Brian to make some live calls while he's doing the Theraflu. <laughs> Theraflu, it's good stuff. That would so. be fun. Uh, okay, yeah. so I, I have a call today for us from one of our students, and she does a great job. I'm really excited to play this for everybody. Um, and, you know, as always, uh, because that's what we get paid to do, uh, we can give some advice on how to improve this or what to do, what could have been done here. Uh, all right, so I'm going to share my screen and start playing, if that's okay with you. Yeah, it sounds great. I've got a good call as well, and we'll, uh, assuming we have time, we'll play my call as well. If we don't, then we'll play it next week. Yeah, this is a short one. So uh, up front, we're gonna hear some really great work and we can hear the training coming through and it's not an easy scenario. And we're gonna hear how to, we're gonna, you know, you and I are gonna talk about how we can, how we can deal with this kind of scenario. Awesome. Hello. Hello, Real Estate, how are you doing? Great, good. I just wanted to give you a quick call. Uh, you'd registered on our website that you were looking at homes in Fort Worth. I just wanted to see if you were looking to buy or sell or if you were just moving. No, actually, the, yeah. So, uh, posted a couple of parts. Crap, it clicked the wrong button. She's, <laughs> she stuck the intro, right? She did. We heard that. So go ahead and reshare. And uh, yeah, no, she stuck the intro. Great intro. And that's exactly what we're looking for. And honestly, if we get to my call, I'm, we'll explain why intros are so important. So. No, actually, yeah. No, um, Fort Worth has posted a couple of apartments downtown, so I was just looking at those. But no, we we bought out in Weatherford. We're 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 doing good now. So, um, okay. you can probably take me off. Sorry about that. I just was trying to look at an apartment oh, no. downtown. No, absolutely. Well, um, were you thinking about getting like a second place downtown? Yeah. So she said we bought. She didn't quit. <laughs> She's doing good. She's not quitting, right? 
Um, fortunately, the lead prospect gave her enough info. It would have been even harder if the prospect had stopped at, no, we bought in wherever, take us off, right? That would have been hard mm -hmm. to do. But this is a good question that you could even ask, even if the lead doesn't give you, oh, I was just looking at an apartment downtown. And mm -hmm. she asked, God, were you looking at getting a second home downtown? You can still ask that question, even if the lead doesn't give you the info, right? Yeah. Go ahead. I was just saying, I agree with you. You know, ultimately, I think sometimes we get stuck in our own box, right? Like, oh, this lead called about a three bedroom, two bath as a primary residence. Hey, out of curiosity, have you ever considered investing in real estate? Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. In the absence of them giving you something. In this case, the lead gave her, oh, I was just trying to look at an apartment downtown. The agent is quick on her feet and asks, Scott, are you looking for a second home downtown? Yeah, great job. Love it. You know, if the price were right, but not, probably not, not really, probably. We have land out in the country we're about to build on. So just, you know, just seeing what's out there. You know, Fort Worth does not have a lot of townhomes. Mm -hmm. And we're just kind of thinking down the road, but, but it would be several years down the road. It's not now. So, yeah, but, um, yeah. but if we change our mind, I can let you know. Yeah, well, this is my direct number. So if you do change your mind, definitely give me a call. All right, I appreciate it. Have a good day. Stay warm. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Now, this one is titled No Idea How to Respond because when this agent submitted this call, she was like, what the hell do I do with this, right? Well, what do, the lady says they got a place to build on, you know, if they bought something downtown, it'd be a long time from now and had to be a great deal. So what I think, Brian, is one, in this situation, if somebody's like, I'm not going to do business with you now, and if I do, if I did, it would be a long time down the road. I think that you can pretty much just switch over to rapport at that point. Like, you know, don't worry about trying to sell her something now or move her forward and take whatever pieces of information they did give you and just expand on it. Right. So she said she has a piece of land that they're going to be building on. Just Switch over to that. Hey, you mentioned you had a piece of land you're going to be building on. That's really exciting. Is this the first house you've ever built? Just ask them interesting questions about what they're doing. It switches totally into rapport. I don't know if you're going to end up, you know, uncovering anything that will let you move forward faster. But at least you're going to make more of an impact with this person and have another contact in your database who's more likely to remember who you are when your marketing materials come through. Yeah, I had the exact same thought. When the person said, I'm going to build a home, I'm like, okay, here's another in. And, and remember, during phone calls, all you're trying to do is look for another little tiny in to see if there's a way for you to provide value. So how can I provide value to someone who's going to build a home? Hey, Dale, out of curiosity, when are you planning on building that? Oh, we're thinking about building starting later on this summer. We're thinking about next year. Oh, cool. Who's your builder? Well, we don't have a builder. Oh, wait, yeah. I know three builders. And by the way, in my market, I, if I gave that builder to a client and said, here, I've got a client for you, they'll pay me a commission on it. Yeah. So, uh, you know, there's, there's, there was an opening there that she could have possibly went in for two reasons, A, to get paid or B, just to further expand it. So let's say this though, too. Hey, you don't know, no, we're planning on building, uh, we're planning on starting here in the next month or two. We should, it's going to be about an eight, nine month build. Okay, great. Awesome. Now I know who I need to call six months from now to list their house. Because, yeah. you know, or I think she's moving into it, but uh, no, she bought a house that they're going to move into. And if they're going to build another house, she's got another. She's well, the point is, there's something going on there because she lives somewhere now. 
uh, mm -hmm. and is building a house. So whether yeah. she's building it to sell or she's building it to move into, there's going to be one extra house at some point. Some point in time, someone needs a listing agent in my world. So yes. I, I don't think this was a bad call. I just think that she was amazing on the front end when she asked the next question because most agents wouldn't have gotten there. I would just ask her to be amazing again. <laughs> so. Yeah, well, you know, she'll listen. So I'm sure she'll end up listening to this episode. And, you know, she titled it No Idea How to Move Forward. And, and for good reasons, you know, she was like, what do I do here? Um, and she clearly has great instincts and our training, which is helping her get to where she is. And we can push her the next step over. Yeah, like I said, great job overall. Um, she can come, she she can feel free to come join my team. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, all right, Brian, what do you got for us today? Well, I've got a call. Um, it's interesting. This is a young man on, who's on my team and um, twenty years old. Right? It's kind of an interesting thing. Those of you building teams, if you have a local university next near you hit him up. So this kid actually hit me up and said, I want to be an intern. And so we started him out as an intern and we've pulled him into a full-time agent wow. and uh, he does a great job. So well, um, must be good then. yeah, this isn't his best call. So, but you know, okay. he's still, he's still good. And uh, I like him a lot and I'll take 10 more of him just like him. He's, he's a good kid. He's, he's motivated, hardworking, and uh, we'll, we'll see some stuff that opportunities here. And this is, you know, I get, I get to go train somebody. So here we go. Can you, Dale? Not yet. No sound yet. Do you hear it on your end? Hold on a second. I think we need custom software made for us to make this work after five years. We just need to be better at what we do. I mean, you know, we're, we're, we're sales guys who talk sales stuff and we're good at that. Tech, yeah, it may not be our. I think we need to. Mm -hmm. oh, oh. All right. Can you hear me? All right. I'm going to hit play. Give me a thumbs up. Hello? Hey, I got an inquiry that you might be interested in real estate from realtor.com here in Northwest Arkansas. I just wanted to do my due diligence and double check in on you. Oh, in real estate? Sure. Okay. Oh. So let's start with where I think the very first mess up is. I've never given anybody a script that talks about due diligence. Yeah. Um, yeah. And again, he's a young kid, so he probably made it thought that that made him sound professional. Um, yeah, no. Yeah. The, the, you know what's funny, man? It's like in a, it's an inverse relationship. The more fancy and professional you try to sound, the more disconnected you are from most people. Yes. Yeah, the average person has never used the phrase I'm going to do my due diligence. Yeah, not, just, unless, you're, not unless you're investing millions of dollars in real estate. Or, or it, I'm just talking about in general. Like, uh, you know, people don't walk around going, what are you doing today? My due diligence. Okay, <laughs> that's not what, that's not what we do. And, and due diligence is a real thing. It's in a real estate contract and all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, it's a very uh, lingo-ish term. It's, it's, yeah. a, it's a contract lingo term. So avoid contract lingo terms. Who knows? Maybe this person's an attorney and they love it, but we don't know that yet. So let, let's keep that in mind. What exactly are you looking for right now? Well, um, it's uh, um, <laughs> one moment. It's for you. You're good. You're good. Okay, uh, so I'm going to give a little heads up on what's about to happen, and this is why I wanted to play this call because this will happen to you eventually. 
she's about to pass the phone to her husband. Oh, yeah. What so answer to after he said, do my due diligence. I was talking with you. She again. said that she's interested in real estate and she said so she is. Real. But what we find out is it's not for her. And okay. so it, it gets a little wonky here. And so what I want you guys and, and Dale and I will talk about this here in a minute is what do you do when the phone gets passed to somebody else? Mm-hmm. Because that's what's about to happen. And you couldn't have stopped it. You couldn't have said, no, I only want to talk to you. We're like, you can't do that. So right. you're, you're going to have to deal with this. And sometimes it happens both ways. For first of all, it might happen where the person puts somebody on a speakerphone, or it might happen where in this case, she just literally gave the phone to her husband. So I'll go ahead and hit play. <laughs> Blue, trust me. I, you're not, you're, no worries at all. Okay, well, it's it's for my my uh, my mother-in-law. One moment, I'm gonna pass you over to my husband. Okay. Perfect. I love how eager he is. Hey, how are you doing today? I'm good. Uh, Curtis Realty Group. So he said his name, and I bleeped that out. Okay. I appreciate you calling back, and I assume this is in one of the requests that my wife sent out to access one of the houses or Pauses. one of the. Pauses. Uh, so this is my lesson for everybody. Do not make the person who gets onto the phone decide where the conversation goes or what the scenario is. If you're the salesperson, what he would have done is said, hey, this is agent name from Curtis Realty. Your wife inquired online with realtor.com and then she said she was interested in real estate and she just passed the phone to you. Right. And I might also throw in a question. I could either do that and he'll take the lead. Or if there's a brief pause after I do that and he doesn't take the lead, I'll ask him a question to direct it. What has you uh, she said you're interested in real estate for uh, she said she's interested in real estate for her mother in law. Right. His mom. Yeah. Well, maybe. Maybe his mom, maybe not. I don't know. You know, maybe it's a polygamist relationship. Okay. I'm, I'm going to make there's a bad assumption a, there. <laughs> there's always a possibility, right? I'm going to go okay. with what she said, not what I assume, right? She Fair said enough. She, needs, she needs real estate for her mother-in-law. How can I, you know, what are you guys looking for or something like that? Okay. And so here's what I want you guys to think about here. And this is where, because I, I thought about this. I, I hope I would have done this. But in essence, we need to do a new intro script. Yes. So let's talk about the purpose of an intro script. Purpose of an intro script, it releases, it removes uncertainty. Hey, this is Brian Curtis with Curtis Realty Group. Oh, I know who I'm talking to. Oh, I'm calling because you made an inquiry through Realtor.com. Now I know why Brian's calling me. And I'm going to ask you a question about how you'd like to move forward. I'm not saying that that's going to make every single conversation great, but guess what? I'm in control of the conversation. The second I hand the phone to somebody else and they start saying, and you start, you start hearing this uh, potential buyer basically take over the, so you said this and this and this, and and all of a sudden you're just sitting there. You have zero control over the conversation. So when this guy got on the phone, it should have went, um, theoretically, he should have asked the wife, Hey, what's your husband's name real quick before, you know, maybe he didn't get that. So, but if he didn't get it, Hey, this is, Hey, by the way, this is Brian with Curse Realty Group. I was talking to your wife, blah, blah, just like Dale said, we have to do an intro script. Remember the person asking the questions is the person who can control the conversation. The exact opposite happened here. We lost control of the conversation and we're kind of done. 
Yeah. So. Well, we aren't done yet. Uh, we haven't we heard don't, it. Before, no, no, but it but hurts us a lot. Does. It mm -hmm. does, because you, you notice what the husband did. He set up the scenario. Okay, I assume this is because my wife inquired, blah, 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 right? I wanted the salesperson to handle that. You need to be in charge of that. Um, yep. We got lucky that this guy was generous uh, and, and laid out a scenario for us. Go ahead. Although... And uh, we listen to it again. It felt like to me he was just synopsizing the the scenario so he could hang up. Or maybe, yeah, I don't know where this. So, is going, but... so let's listen to it. Those things. Um, my mom is looking at relocating to the Northwest Arkansas area, probably in the Rogers area. That's where we live. And okay. we were just out looking at some houses, trying to get a feel for what's on the market, and right. you know, looking at. So, um, okay. but I will, I'll tell you what, if you could text your information to my wife at this number and uh -huh. she will follow back up with you tomorrow and, yep. Uh, yep. and then we will go from there, but I appreciate that, sir. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Yep. I know I'm calling you late. I will uh, text her information and mm. we'll, I'll reach out again tomorrow and we'll set up a time to talk. Perfect. Thank you, sir. Awesome. Okay, so that was my perception of it is basically the husband's like, I don't want to talk to this guy. I'm not going to be a dick. I'm going to be nice and do all this stuff, but I'm going to find out. I'm going to be in charge. I'm going to be in control of this conversation. I'm going to push him off the phone. Yeah. Now, you noticed that uh, your agent said, I know I'm calling you late. Do we know how late it was? I want to say it was around seven. Oh, all right. I mean, if it was around seven, um, I'm not going to, I'm just going to insert a question there. There was a part where he laid out the scenario that the husband laid out the scenario, said what they're doing. And then there was a bit of a gap where the agent was waiting for something to happen. And, and the uh, lead was collecting his thoughts. He wasn't using, it was just sort of like words that didn't mean anything. I would have interjected a question there because mm -hmm. You know, listening to the way that this goes, we know that this probably isn't going a good way or there's a good chance that it isn't going to go a good way. And if the guy collects himself, he's going to come up with, I want to get off the phone with you. <laughs> so I would have in interjected a question there. Right. Which might should have just gone along with the conversation. Hey, great. When is your mom relocating here or does she, you know, is she here now or any kind of question like that process oriented? Well, and the and the reason oh, there was that small pause, I agree with you. But the main reason we didn't have the opportunity to do that was we didn't do a good intro script. That too. Because we lost control of the conversation. This guy completely took over. And I'm not saying that can't happen. You can do the best intro script ever written and somebody else can decide that they're going to take over the conversation. How do I know I've done it as the potential buyer person you know i'm like i'm not interested in this like i'm gonna run you over but he seemed like a nice guy he just seemed like he had other things he'd rather do so again introscript helps solve that problem here's another thing my wife's gonna call you tomorrow no she's not um so and you know <laughs> if you find yourself I, I was thinking about what what are we going to talk about tomorrow so if they say we're going to give you a call and follow up tomorrow i might ask great what are we going to talk about tomorrow? 
And that's a, that's a great question. And, you know, or you can even be a little more subtle than that. Well, more subtle is what I'm going with, but yeah. Hey, by the way, I want to make sure I'm prepared. Would you guys give me some quick criteria? I'll do a little bit of research. That way I'll be prepared for our conversation tomorrow. And this is the part that I think is important. The first part was just kind of fluff between you guys and me, but the second part is important. Hey, I appreciate that your wife's going to call me tomorrow. I think it's important for me to be available when you are. So what time should I be available and waiting for your wife's call? Or by the way, if it's better, I can just call her. What time would that be? So now I'm implying that I'm setting aside time on my schedule to be available for you. Theoretically, law of reciprocity should kick in on some level and said, well, this guy's going to at least set some time apart. He's going to do some research. I'm trying to get this person to actually have a conversation with me. And by the way, tomorrow never comes. So if you tell me I'm going to call you tomorrow, I'm assuming that's never going to happen. If you're going to tell me, hey, let's talk tomorrow at 5 p.m., great, let's do it. So I would have tried to nail down, perfect, I can really appreciate that. With that in mind, what time should I be available? I want to, you know, I talk to a lot of people. I want to make sure that I'm available when your wife calls. What's a good time for her? Would it be early afternoon or would it be later? You know, literally make an appointment. Do we know if this guy ever talked to them again? If this agent talked to them again? I don't, I'll find out. But I I think it literally happened last night. Oh, okay, got it. Yeah, I'd be really interested to hear, you know, I I feel like the, you know, the, he's a young guy and pretty mm-hmm. new. And so, you know, the things that old salespeople know is that like, if it's not clear why we're going to talk next and somebody says, I'll call you, they probably aren't. <laughs> yes. Right. Um, you know, I, I have a tendency to, I don't know if you do this too, but I'm like, I, I in the back of my mind, I'm like, I'll never get another conversation with this person. This person will never call me or reach out to me again, right? Uh, I kind of operate from that. I'm generally an optimistic guy, but I have some pretty Mm -hmm. pessimistic sort of routines that run in my head, which make me be more, I guess, um, not a, sometimes I'm aggressive, but what's that word? Like proactive, right? Sure, that's a nice way to say aggressive. Um, (laughs) So I'll I'll reframe that a little bit. There's always a chance that a person can't do what they say they plan to. And that's just a nice way of saying they might not call me back. But ultimately, I'm going to go with the presumption that they're telling me the truth. However, life often happens. It happens to me. It happens to you. So I want to make sure that I can get every ounce of everything I can on on phone call that I'm on the phone. And, And this is more true for me now than it was five years ago. Five years ago, you know, we had a 20, 25 percent pickup rate. Nowadays, you got somebody on the phone. Uh, that may be the most valuable thing that happens to you all day. Getting people on the phone is not an easy task comparatively. Right. So don't miss an opportunity when you're on the phone, I guess, is my point, because I think a lot of people are like, oh, great. I'll just talk to him tomorrow. <sighs> Maybe not. Yeah. Maybe, well, yeah, I'd say I'd say like 64. Uh, no, 80, uh, 20 on this one that you're going to talk to them tomorrow, you know. Uh, 20% chance you're talking to them tomorrow, 80% chance you're not, uh, maybe 70, 30. I don't know. The wife seemed pretty open to talk and the husband was shutting that down. So, well, and again, these, they weren't mean people, they weren't rude people. And if it's seven o'clock at night, and I'm pretty sure it was. And now remember, I want to say this, this person put in an inquiry 
at seven o'clock at night. That's why they got a phone call. It wasn't like we we're just randomly calling people at seven o'clock at night. They had just put in the inquiry. I think technically the time was six fifty-six, if I recall. Okay. And you know, so it's not an unreasonable thing to have a conversation. But I can tell you right now, me personally, I'm a morning person. By seven o'clock at night. I ain't worth a damn. I don't want to talk to you about anything unless it's my favorite subject in the world, whatever that happens to be. But I definitely don't want to talk about buying or selling something at seven o'clock at night. I'm worn out. So that's a possibility too. I was waiting to hear what your favorite subject in the world was, but you didn't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Depends on the day of the week. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Great. Well, um, good. I think, I think those are two good calls that we had today. I think there's, uh, you know, definitely things that could be taken from there. Um, Tell us more about your local college for recruiting uh, methodology, Brian. What do you do? You just like hang out in the parking lot with a bag of candy bars or something? Or how are you picking up the college students? Yes, and I own a white van. No. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So local university, University of Arkansas is probably 20 minutes from my office. Um, And we have the opportunity. They have a real estate department. Like they teach, they have a degree in real estate. So we just make contact with people there and just, you know, started to build relationships just like anything else. And we actually have a second person who's reached out to us now and says they're interested in internship. So, yeah. And by the way, I mean, Landon, I called him out. The guy was on the call here. Hey, Landon, he's a good guy. I'm talking positive about him anyway. But, you know, he, we didn't know what we were going to do with him. You know, we were just going to ha- let him kind of go. It's an unpaid internship. We were going to let him go and learn stuff and teach, you know, based on what, and he ended up being a guy who was willing to pick up the phone. Um, he's actually working on some investment deals. Like he calls uh, distressed sellers and asks them if they want to sell their house. I mean, the kid's not afraid to pick up the phone. He didn't have any, uh, he didn't have any real estate baggage, you know, like, you know, you get these people who have like me and you have been are doing this for a while. And we have all, all these negative thoughts that have come through our, he don't have any of that. He's got, he's like, yeah, cool. I think he's made $12,000 in 90 days. He's thrilled. I mean, oh, nice. you know, yeah. you know, he's you literally can... not even 21 years old. He couldn't drink at our Christmas party for God's sakes, <laughs> legally. <laughs> you, you could hear his optimism when the wife was like a little lost and was like, I'm going to put you on the phone with my husband. And he's like, okay, let's do it. You know? Yeah. And, and that's awesome because if and by the way, what what can you learn from a 20 year old? First of all, his attitude was amazing throughout the entire call. And, I'm and so you, excited to talk to somebody. And and so think about that. And all of you who are watching, imagine or listening, imagine if you had that same excitement. And, and maybe that's why this call went as well as it would, because at seven o'clock at night, it's real easy to go the hell and hang up on somebody. Yeah. I, this this kid did well with it. He really did. You know what we do in role play, actually, that reminds me um, when I'm role playing in a lot of cases, I make the role players do it in character, not mm. like a Disney character. I, what I mean is you've got to deliver your question or your statement or whatever it is that you're doing in the same kind of energy that you would do it in real life. Right. You would need to be positive when you deliver it. You typically uh, you know, if you're asking somebody, if you're asking questions into the face of an objection, you need to do it with a positive attitude. You need to sound happy about it and not sounding upset that somebody is essentially saying not you, not now or uh, not under these circumstances. Right. So uh, when we listen to the 20 year old who doesn't know any better than to be happy, like you can channel some of that stuff, too, and, and use it intentionally in real life. Yeah, you know, Dale and I have been accused of being the two old guys on on the Muppets, and so maybe I think I not- said that. 
Okay, Dale accused us of being the two old guys on the Muppets, but you know we we that's not the energy we want to bring to a phone call. We don't want to bring the I can't remember the guys' names. It doesn't matter. But ultimately, you want to bring this positive energy. You know, it's interesting. There's a guy who I did transactions with a couple of years ago, and it, he annoyed me a little bit if I had to be honest. But he sounded excited and surprised anytime I brought a problem to him. <laughs> You were like, oh, I can't wait to talk to this guy again. It, it was just a weird thing. I'm like, hey, and he goes, oh, wow. And I'm like, wait, that's not. And what that is, by the way, is a pattern interrupt. It interrupts the idea that anything's going on. It throws you off. So, you know, the next time somebody tells you to go to help, amazing. <laughs> I don't know if you need to go that far. But anyway, good call today. I, I, and uh, I've heard that yeah. before. Great. Let's yeah. move on to the next question. There you go. With that in mind. Um, <laughs> so, Dale, right. that's what I got today. I feel like we had a great show. Um, Theraflu didn't do too badly to me. And uh, uh, I think I think hopefully we gave our listeners an opportunity to learn something today. Made it happen, Brian. Thank you for rising to the occasion. So, everybody, uh, we're going to close out Cash Call for today. If you're in the Philly area, sign up for Survive and Thrive, our live event on February 8th. Three amazing hours, plus that I mentioned free drinks afterwards. Ooh, free uh, drinks. Yeah. And if you're going to be in New York City between now and Friday morning, hit me up and we will all see you in the, I'll see you around Inman. Uh, thanks for joining us, everybody. Good to see you. Take care, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening to Cash Call today. If you like what you heard, come check us out at smartsalescoaching.com and we'll be back again next week.